0: Welcome back to another podcast episode. This is a little bit different. It's called Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram weekday mornings at 8 a.m. ish. That's 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you're Pacific, 7 a.m. If you're Eastern, 10 a.m., I would love for you to come live and hang out with me at them. But, you know, it's always 8 a.m. ish because, you know, your girl's got to sleep sometimes. And I was getting so much feedback from everyone that they loved it, but sometimes they missed it and it'd be nice to listen to it that, I mean, why don't I put it here on the podcast? So if you don't already follow me over on Instagram at DawnBradleyHair, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-H-A-I-R, I should have made a song about that. Go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and actually correspond, correspond, like it's like writing a letter old fashioned. You can actually chat with me there, and be live on these. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. If you've ever felt like if anyone actually knew how unqualified I am for what I'm doing, I'm going to be found out as a major fraud ever in your life or business. Welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. We're going to be talking about that this morning because there's been many times in my life and business that I have felt like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Who am I to be doing this? No one gave me permission to do this. There's no way that I should be allowed to be doing this. Who am I? I'm not responsible enough. If anyone found out that I am just winging it and don't really know what I'm doing, I'm gonna be found out as a complete net of fraud that I am. And I was terrified. But the reality is, is that imposter syndrome is such a lie. So good morning and welcome to Business Breakfast in Bedhead. We're gonna be chatting about this this morning. And it's going to be quick because I'm going live super late because it's the holidays and I slept in. So good morning. And here's the thing. I have felt like a fraud. Anytime you step into a new place, tell me, like, just give me a yes in the comments. If you've ever felt like a fraud when you've moved into the next level of something, when you maybe opened up your business, when you started having staff, or maybe when you started doing a new technique or, you know, whatever it is. Oh, you needed me this morning. Hi, Victoria. I want you to just put a yes in the comments if you've ever felt like an imposter or a fraud in your life or business, because I want you to know that that's normal. One of my favorite things I ever, ever heard was that real imposters don't feel imposter syndrome. And so know that if you're feeling imposter syndrome, it's a sign that you are stretching yourself, you are growing yourself. And I want you to know that it's legit and it's real. What you feel, your feelings are real. And it's not that we should let our feelings dictate our choices and and our decisions but we need to honor our feelings too. I used to do hair and now I started a nonprofit, and totally feel this way. Oh, Colleen, I love that. So good morning and welcome to Business Breakfast in Bedhead. If we haven't met yet, my name's Don Bradley. And one of my favorite things about going live is being able to interact with you and chat with you in the comments. So I don't want to just be someone talking on a screen at you. I want to talk with you, but I want to make sure that you know that this is a safe space, a judgment-free space where we can learn and grow together. We can show up real, raw, honest, and vulnerable together. I mean, I show up in my bed. I'm still in bed because this is real life. I'm so sick of the highlight reel. I'm so sick of people only sharing their five must-do steps, their three secrets too. I want real. I want honest. I want vulnerable. I want to peel away the curtain and talk to you guys. Actually, what's helped me get to where I'm getting? I mean, you may not relate to me, but if you do, I'm so glad that you're here. So welcome. And just I want you guys to commit to this being a safe space as well. So can you just put a yes in the comments if you're committed to this space this morning being a judgment free space? That means that we're going to be open and welcoming to everyone wherever they are in their journey, wherever they're at, because we're all going to be in different places. And just because we may have overcome something that someone else hasn't, we don't want to sit here in judgment of them. We want to be here to be open to them and guide them and help them. So if you're willing to this be a judgment-free space, put a yes in the comments. I love that. As well as that yes shows yourself that you're gonna kick that inner mean girl to the curb, that little voice that tells you, I can't, you shouldn't, you won't make it, you're gonna fail, who are you? You're gonna kick that chick to the, the curb because she doesn't get to make decisions for you. Are you guys with me? Are you ready to start making big, bold moves in your business that go against that, not the inner voice here, but that chirpy voice here telling you can't, you shouldn't, you won't make it, you're going to fail, It's you're going to be an embarrassment. Who are you? You're a nobody. You're dumb. You're like, you can't even figure out your money. That's one thing that actually my podcast is about this week is how to organize your finances when you're not a numbers person. And if you guys haven't gone and checked it out yet, actually, I think I, I was going to paste the the podcast link here. Hold on. There we go pin that right there. If you guys go to donbradley.com slash 184, you can listen to this week's podcast or wherever you listen to. But anyway, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Hi, Cheyenne. Hello. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Kimberly. I love it. So I'm curious, when does imposter syndrome show up for you? When do you feel like a fraud? Is it, is it generally when you're doing something new? I want to hear from you guys because for me, and I shared this a couple of weeks ago, is I remember when I started educating, people started asking me to educate. And I started saying, yes, I had no formal training in, in being an educator, but people kept giving me feedback. I love the way you teach. I love This is great. And I was like, OK, if people are getting something from this. I, if I'm bringing value to people, then I'll continue doing this. Right. I wanted to make sure that people were getting value. I didn't want to teach just to teach. I want to make sure people were getting something out of it, that it was valuable and worth it to them. And people kept saying, yes, it was good and kept asking me to teach. So I kept doing it. But because I didn't have this formal training, I was teaching technique at the time. I've been doing hair for 16 years and I knew I wanted to get into helping other people. But because I didn't have formal training or I didn't work for a brand, I had this inferiority complex. Have you guys ever felt that? When you do something different, where you go against the grain, you feel this inferiority. And I remember thinking, Oh gosh, I don't know, but people kept liking it until I got a bad email, until I got someone unhappy and I felt, oh my gosh, I'm completely exposed. 16 years into my career, January 30th, 2016, I had a client had a heat reaction with bleach on her hair. I had heard about heat reactions in school. I had seen one happen to a coworker once before, but I'd never experienced it. And although I knew it existed, and those of you guys that are hairdressers here, we all know that it's a risk that exists. When it happened to my client, I felt like clearly I've been faking it in my, my career for 16 years. Clearly, this is the truth that I don't know how to do hair. I suck. I should quit. I got to I gotta pack up, leave town, go live off the land somewhere. I got to quit the industry. I'm quitting social media because clearly I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Has anyone ever felt like that from one? I forgot every good thing that ever happened to me in my, in my career. I forgot every good head of hair, every good connection I had with clients. Every good review, every client that told me that I made their day that that their wedding went off without a hit without a hitch, because I mean, I forgot every good thing and I focused in on this key reaction that I had no control over, and I assumed, and I took that one moment of failure that that was uncontrollable, and I let it define my entire career. Who's been there, right? It kicks in when people ask me how to do literally anything here related. And when my hairstylist heroes compliment me. Oh, interesting, Jesse, Interesting. And so I want you guys to know that imposter syndrome is a legit feeling. And I don't want you to, if, if you hear people saying imposter syndrome doesn't exist or it's not real, that I believe is not honoring the feelings you feel. And here's the thing is we are allowed to feel what we feel but we can't let our emotions dictate our actions. And so I want to look at this differently instead of how to get over, instead of how to avoid, instead of overcoming imposter syndrome, what if we leaned into it and softened into it and saw it as like Oscar the Grouch kind of, like our imposter syndrome's Oscar the Grouch and we befriend it. What if we befriend that thing that scares us and we run away from most? And when it scares us and when we run away from it, it becomes bigger and bigger. But when we soften and become friendly towards it and make friends with it, okay, imposter syndrome, I know you're going to show up and you're here because you think you're protecting me. You're showing up because you think you're protecting me from the possibility of embarrassment, hurt, failure. You're showing up because you really believe you're trying to protect me. And thank you so much for showing up right now. Like when I, when that girl's, the heat reaction happened. Right? Right. And I thought, well, well, clearly I don't know how to do hair. Clearly I should, you know, it, my imposter syndrome was showing up because it's like, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, run away, run away, run away. It thought that it was protecting me from the possibility of failure and embarrassment. And so instead of running away from imposter syndrome and trying to pretend that it doesn't exist, what if we make friends with it? And what if we say, hey, imposter syndrome, thank you. Thank you. I see, I see what your intentions are to protect me. I don't need protecting right now. I'm OK with failure and I'm OK with embarrassment and it's going to help me get to I'm actually headed in a different direction that you're tra- than you're trying to take me. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I see what you're doing. What if we saw the intentions of it? Are you guys with me on that? Is this making sense? I, I want to make sure that this is landing and you guys are with me. Are you following or do you need cla- do you need any clarification? Cheyenne says. Anytime I've accidentally gotten a bleach bleed mark, oh yeah, I get so disappointed with myself. Like, how could I let this happen? Yeah, and it happens to the best of us, right? Jenna says yes. And so instead of running, I want you to know that when you feel dumb, when you feel stupid, when you feel like, oh my gosh, who am I to be doing this? I'm not allowed to. That is your imposter syndrome. And just go, hey, the imposter syndrome. Hey, welcome. Come have a seat with me. Come sit down. I want to thank you for showing up to protect me and i want you to know that you're protecting your your intentions are wonderful and great thank you i want you to know that i don't need that help right now and actually you're protecting me from something that i'm okay with and i want to move forward with because the reality is that success is built on failures you guys success is built on lots of failures i had i had I, when i started charging for consultations because i had too many free consultations i was giving I got nasty emails from other hairstylists. And I thought, should I quit? Should I stop doing these paid consultations? And I could have because those nasty emails were not fun. When I started educating, I got, you know, emails from people telling me how they were really looking for advanced education and that they wanted their money back. And that cut deep and that that triggered me, right? And I could have quit. I could have quit educating and then I wouldn't be here. When that girl's hair, when that heat reaction happened, I could have quit doing hair completely and I could have moved to a different industry and started over. I've had so many failures. Can I tell you that? If any of you, and I don't, I mean, this is weird for me because I'm like, I don't want to assume, but if any of you guys admire where I've gotten or look up to what I've achieved, I want you to know that there has been so, 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 so many times I have wanted to quit this year included. Can I be honest? There has been times, oh my gosh, it hasn't been a while. There has been times this year where I've been like, is, what's the point? Why am I doing this? I don't know if I'm the one to be doing this. This seems silly. You know, it was a rough year. My lung collapsed and I, I lost a lot of motivation and I got disconnected and I let my imposter syndrome take over. You know, there's so many, there's so many, you know, I, I, I'm i sure you guys have had, I'm curious, what are some of the imposter syndrome thoughts that you guys have had, right? There's so many hairstylists. There's so many, so many lash techs. There's so many nail techs. What's the point? What difference am I making in this world? I'm in such a vein, I remember I remember really struggling probably about five years into my career thinking, what am I doing for the world? I'm in such a vain industry. I'm helping people look, like feel better about the way they look. I am not contributing to the world or making it a better place. And I almost quit the industry when my roommate at the time said to me, Don, look at the conversations you have with your clients. Look at the relationships you're building with your clients. You are making a difference in people's lives through doing hair. Hair is the medium to which you are helping change the world. And I remember going, oh, wow. And so I'm curious, how many of you guys know, just give me a yes in the comments. I know that your purpose is far greater than the service you provide. And it's the service you provide that gets you to the purpose that you want to do. I'm just curious, because I know I'm not the only one. that it's not just about doing great hair. Just give me a yes in the comments if, that you, if that's you. It's not just about doing great hair, doing a great service. It's about the connection you get to make with your clients. And it's about, Helping them, you know, feel better, you know, whatever it is. Cheyenne says, yes. Jesse says, yes, yes, yes. Bree says, yes. Yeah. And so when that imposter syndrome comes up, Brooke says, yes. Jenna says, I feel so alone taking a stand. Yes. I want you to know that when that imposter syndrome comes up, I want you to remind yourself of why you're doing this. It's not about you. Right? Right. And who's going to, who's going to, even, okay, can I be honest with you guys? This morning, the reason why I went live so late is because I was tired and I was laying in bed. And it's, you know, December 27th. And I was like, well, should I go live? Should I not? And I have these things that I write down and it's been a while. I used to write them down every single morning and I need to get back in the habit of it. I've gotten out of habit. And I used to say, I used to write down, the magic is showing up when you don't feel like it. And I would write that down every single morning. And then this is for her. And and every motivation that I have is for is to help the girl that I used to be. And I still am, right? She's still inside of me. And so this morning as I was laying here and I was like, should I go live? Should I not go live? I don't know. Is anyone even like expecting me to go live? And I was like, Don, the magic is ha- is is the magic what did I just say? The magic isn't showing up when you don't feel like it. And I was like, get up. And then I was like, oh, it's already 8.30. I was like finding every single reason not to show up for you guys today. And so I want you to ask yourself, what is the what is one of the things that imposter syndrome likes to whisper to you? It's, it's most likely a common phrase, right? What is that? What does imposter syndrome tell you the most? What is it that imposter syndrome whispers to you the most? I'm curious. And if you guys have questions, feel free to pop them in. The question mark down here. I've been waiting all morning, thinking I had the time wrong. Thank you for being so real and transparent about being human. I was even I was I was I've been waiting since 9 45 by time. Oh, you're so sweet, Jenna. And so Okay, that I have no idea what I'm doing. That you're not you're not worthy and you're too much. oh yeah. Yeah. That's legit. You're not worthy and you're too much. Wow. I just got a calendar reminder and I'm a little paranoid that I have something going on right now. Oh, you don't deserve this. You're not even good at this. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. You're never going to be as good as your mom is. Oh, Cheyenne. Yes. And so I want you to know. So I want you guys right now. And if you have a chance today, how many RYBers are in here with me right now? I know we've got lots of RYBers. If you guys didn't know, I have a mentorship program called Rock Your Business. We have an amazing community of people. And put RYB, if you're an RYB right now, it's an amazing group of people that it, it's not about having all your shit together. It's not about being part of the cool kids club. It's not a, it's not just a highlight reel. It's real. It's raw. It's honest. It's vulnerable. And it's a place where you belong, where you can show up just as you are and you can be real with other people who get it. RYB is the best. Anybody who's like future or just put future RYBer. I think we might have all RYBers in here right now. I love this. We've got spellbound underscore mames Jesse. We got enamored hair by Jenna Jewel Jenna. We got shy shy she a gorgeous city. Gorg, gorgeous. How do you say? How actually? How do you actually say your gorgeous city? Is that how it's? say it? I love it. We got bur, bur, Burgundy. I always want to say Burgundy. I don't know why. R Y B Brooklyn. I love it. So we've got like a whole bunch of R Y in here. So I want you guys to take a second today. And I want you to write, even if you can do it right now, and I'd love for you guys to share in the comments, write just one or two sentences. What would you say to that imposter syndrome that says you're not worthy you're too much or that you have no idea what you're doing or you don't deserve this? You're not even good at this. You are not you're not even never going to be as good as your mom. I want you. The always tells me I don't know how to do good people. color. Oh, yes. And so I want you guys to think your imposter syndrome. And if you can right now, and I know this is asking a lot because it's asking a big vulnerability, but just say, thank you. I see that you're trying to keep me safe, however. And then finish that sentence. So you guys don't need to put thank you. I see what you're trying to do. I see you're trying to keep me safe, however. But finish that sentence. And if you feel willing to share that, thank you for trying to protect me. This is you talking to your imposter syndrome. Thank you for trying to protect me. I see what you're doing however, and then how would you finish that sentence? And if any of you guys feel, here's the thing. If you desire to become more confident, confidence is a byproduct of being courageous and being vulnerable. And so I'm not going to push you or tell you, you have to, I'm going to show up with courage and vulnerability for you as an example. But if you, if you desire more confidence and to get past that imposter syndrome, I want to ask yourself, is, is that courage and vulnerability pushing you to share your sentence of what you want to say to your imposter syndrome. And I'll start. Thank you, imposter syndrome, for showing up to protect me. And I see that you're trying to protect me. And I see that you're trying to do something good for me. However, I got this. I'm okay with people not liking me. And and I'm okay if people misunderstand me. And I'm okay if I fail or if I embarrass myself. Because what I'm doing Is worth that because it's not about me. It's about helping other people. So, thank you, imposter syndrome, for trying to keep me safe, trying to keep me liked, trying to make sure people are happy with me and to make sure that I don't feel embarrassed. But I'm okay with being a little embarrassed and I'm okay with being misunderstood and I'm okay with people not liking me because I know the right people will like me, the right people will understand me, and my failures will show other people that it's okay to fail. That's what I'm going to say to my imposter syndrome to say today. I'm curious what you guys are going to say to yours. Thank you. Okay. So if you weren't good at this, then people wouldn't come to you or back to you. You weren't good. At, if you weren't good at this, hairstylists wouldn't refer their clients to you when they moved away. I love that, Jesse. I made mistakes and learned from an amazing hairstylist. Yes, Brooklyn. I'm educated. and have more education at my fingertips. I am strong. Yes. I tell myself to be the change I wish to see. I must start with myself and take a stance. I love that. I don't need to be the same as my mom. We are different people and I can still be good hairstyles. I still be a good hairstylist without this being the same as her. I love that. So good. I'm okay with not being liked. I just need to try harder to find my group of people.
1: So good.
0: How does that feel this morning? How does that feel to talk to your imposter syndrome? You know, I didn't even plan that, but I really believe that there is power in that. Thank you, imposter syndrome. I see what you're doing. I see you're trying to protect me. And I get it. And thank you. However, my purpose is bigger than the protection you're trying to provide. Right? So good. Is that a good exercise? I'm glad. That makes me happy. Well, we're going to keep it short and sweet this morning because it's still the holidays. But I want you guys to start exploring those emotions that come up. Because so often we're like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it's real and I feel stupid and I feel this. But then we don't feel like we're allowed to feel. How many of you guys have had your emotions dismissed in your life? You don't feel like you're allowed to feel. So you keep those feelings inside and you feel them, but you don't acknowledge them. And they build and they grow bigger and you continue to feel them, but you don't acknowledge them. You don't admit them. If anyone knew, if anyone had any clue, if anyone had an understanding, I would just wish someone got it. I just wish I could tell somebody, oh my gosh, it would feel so good to tell someone, but I do feel like I can tell anyone because if anybody knew, then they'd know that i'm totally faking it does anyone relate to that and so you keep it inside and you try to move through it alone but we're not meant to go through life and through business and through our careers alone and so know that this is a safe space to be always with me here my community rock your business is a very safe space to be And that you're allowed to acknowledge those feelings. And the moment you acknowledge them, they shrink. And you can go, wow, what is this I'm feeling? What's the evidence that I have? Where is this coming from? How is it trying to protect me? Right? Where am I? What purpose is this serving? How is this? Because when we talk about self-sabotage, which is imposter syndrome is a form of self-sabotage. It is an un—it is not sabotaging what you want. It is an an unconscious need that is winning over the other thing. All right. Maybe you're scared of rejection because if someone rejects me, then I truly, it, then, then they're then they're solidifying that I'm not worthy and valuable of people's time, attention, love, of success. And so, one person saying no, thank you, makes me oh no. I just I only want to guarantee people say yes. So. You know what? I just won't ask anyone to come be my client because then I don't get a no, but I don't get a yes, but at least I don't get a no, right? Same with how you sabotage your finances. You do this. Oh, I should charge that no show. Oh, I should charge that late cancel. But the risk assessment that we take, uh, mm, I'd rather lose that 200 bucks than deal with them getting upset. Because what if they get upset? Well, what if they don't? I don't know. Well, what if they don't? But what if they do? And the risk assessment of having an unpredictable situation a response from a client does not seem worth trying to get the money. Because our unconscious need of peace, of predictability, is winning. And what you need to learn is how to compassionately communicate with your clients so that you actually have more control over their response. Now, can you ever 100% control it? No. But when you build that compassionate communication and you build that confidence muscle and you build that self-esteem and self-worth, their reaction becomes more predictable because you're able to gauge it. But also if they have an unpredictable response, it doesn't affect you as much or at all. How many of you guys want that? How many of you guys want the confidence and the self-esteem to be able to do the things that you haven't been doing because you know how to do them? but the self-esteem and the self-confidence isn't there to actually follow through on them because the fear of how someone might react. And how many of you guys, what do you you want instead? Do you just want to avoid? Do you want to continue to avoid those situations? Or do you just wish you had the self-esteem and the confidence to move forward and not let what other people think, what other people do, what other people say affect you as much as it has been? Do you want that? Do you want the confidence? So put one or two in the comments. Do you want one, the confidence and self-esteem and courage to move through it and take action fearlessly? Or two, do you want those situations to just go away? Which do you want? One or two? Do you want to be able to get to the end of your career, the end of your life going, I hit goals, even if I wasn't liked. I hit goals and I did it the way I wanted to do it, with integrity, with courage, with, with conviction, with confidence. And I did it well, even if other people reacted different, not the way I wanted. Or do you want to get to the end of your career and go, you know what? I bend, bent over. I broke. I didn't go after the things I wanted. I didn't do things the way that felt true to my heart. But at least people were happy with me. Which do you want? One or two? Oh, there we go. One, one, one. Yeah, more confidence, more self-confidence. One, one. Yeah, right? And yet we're living out our lives with two. So before I end this today, I want to ask you, what do you need to do today? What? Yeah, lots of ones. Desert Training, Bird, Ashda's Hair, Brooklyn, Cheyenne, Jenna. What do you need to do today? And do you know, regret is the worst. What do you need to do today? How do you need to show up today? I'm curious. What do you need to do today? And how do you need to show up? Just leave it in the comment. What's one small step you can take? Because here's the thing. It's not about taking a giant leap. It's not about waiting to get confident. Confidence confidence comes from showing up courageously and vulnerably. And self-esteem comes from reminding yourself that you are a human being worthy and valuable and surrounding yourself with the people who remind you of that as well. Community is so important. At least saying you tried counts. Giving up and being stagnant is the worst. Yeah. I share my story of wanting to become a lifeguard. And I was one course away. And I had to do some volunteer hours. And I was intimidated by the people who worked at my local swimming pool. I lived in a small town. I went in and no one talked to me. And I didn't know how to, how to talk, speak up. And I just went, never went and did my volunteer hours. And I regret that to this day. And I'm almost 40 years old. Like, I'm not going to be a lifeguard now. But I really wanted to be a lifeguard. That was a goal of mine as a teenager. And I let fear decide for me. I was too scared to speak up. I was too scared to go in and hang out and do my volunteer hours. So I just I was so close and I backed down and I regret that to this day. Do not let those moments where, you you know, I always think of if you guys have seen A Star Is Born, I need to watch that again because it gives me goosebumps when Bradley Cooper pulls Lady Gaga and he's like come and she's like no 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 I'm not going on stage I'm not going on stage and then she's standing there and you can see her going that was my chance is that my one chance and she takes a deep breath and then she just goes out and she belts it out and she just does it without thinking sometimes you have to jump before you know how to land and that's why my education that's why the way I do things I teach things is very different there's a lot of people out there with really good education that's not good for us because if I pre-plan I will keep pre-planning and pre-planning and pre-planning and not ever taking action as a person I want to be moving towards confidence one step at a time yeah and so what's something courageous or vulnerable you can do today and if we haven't connected in the dms yet shoot me a dm I want to get to know you I want to hear where you're at but what's something courageous and vulnerable you can do today maybe it's firing a client Maybe it's saying no to going in on your tie law. Maybe, it's, maybe you booked a client during this week that you actually want to take off and you need to reach out to them and say, hey, I made a mistake by booking it this week and I need to apologize and I'm going to need to reschedule you. That's scary. I know that I won't give you a good service this week because I'm exhausted and I need some rest. And so it's not fair to you for me to try to show up and give you the hair that you are, expect and deserve from me and are used to getting because I'm not in a space this week to be able to provide a good service right love that movie she was good as julie garland who's original yeah i need to stop telling myself that people are going to be disappointed in the service i provide and and not find the price worth it i'm trying my best to educate myself and get to help make good decisions yes and here's the thing here's the thing with pricing and money Because we're going into a time where I'm going to be, I'm going to be having a workshop about finances, especially if you're not a numbers person, January 8th, 12 p.m. Mark your calendar. And I'm going to be having signups happening soon. If you're not a numbers person, you want to master your money. When it comes to being, being a good steward of your money or pricing, if you don't believe you're worthy of success or you don't believe as a beauty professional, as a hairstylist, as a lash tech, that you're allowed to make good money, then you won't allow yourself to make good money. And even if it's deeply in your, in your unconscious, if you don't, if you feel guilty around making a good living as in this industry, then you won't allow yourself to make good money. Right. And if you feel guilty, like, Oh my gosh, I would never pay my prices. Then why would other people? If you don't show up with the confidence and if you don't have that self worth, it doesn't matter how many courses and step by step things you've done. You're not going to be able to do it and people aren't going to believe it and people aren't going to see the value because if you don't see the value in what you charge, then no one else is. And that's why when I first moved to Calgary in 2014 and I knew no one here and I had no plan and I just ended up working from my basement. And I looked at downtown Calgary salons because I knew that was the service I provide and that's the quality of service and experience that I gave. I charged the same as a downtown high-end salon from my basement in the burbs in in a rental that was very much a rental. Like it, it wasn't a cute place. And people paid because I was confident in what I was charging. I knew it was worth it. I knew the result. I I knew the quality and the results that my clients were going to get from me. And it wasn't about the color of the walls or the old carpet that was in there. It was a service. And when I showed up with conviction and cause and belief that you're going to love this and it's going to be great, then people got on board with it. But if I was like, hey, yeah, like, I do pretty good hair, but like my place isn't that cute and you have to drive like into the suburbs. Even if it's not that obvious, sometimes if we we got to, you got to pump yourself up. And that's why I talk about, you know, inside of Rock Your Business, the first thing we go through is mindset. And sometimes I really struggle with mindset stuff because I'm like, let's just get to the tangible stuff. But honestly, it doesn't matter how much you know what to do. It doesn't matter how much tangible stuff you learn to do. If it doesn't start with you believing that you're worth it and you're valuable and you're worthy of it and what you give is worth what you're what like what you're giving to people. And if you don't believe that people would want to spend that money, and if you don't believe that you would spend that money, then no one's going to believe what comes out of your mouth. And every step that you take, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work. And so as much as I hate the mindset stuff too, and I don't hate it, it just doesn't feel tangible enough. You got to have like a sticky note on your on your mirror first thing in the morning that you see that says, I am worthy of the success that I create. I am worth the prices that I charge. I am worthy of earning a six-figure income. And it seems cliche and it seems being weird. But honestly, I don't care how much to-dos, step-by-steps, exactly hows that you have. If it it doesn't start with you actually inside your core trusting and believing that you are worthy and valuable of it, it ain't going to happen. Right? And so... I just want you guys to really, really, and you're like, oh, this feels goofy to put a post-it saying I'm worthy of the prices that I charge, or I am a six-figure earner. Like, say it as if it's already happened. Then then do it and say it out loud every morning. Read it in a mirror and prove me wrong. Or (laughs) come online after I I joined. I was like, I'm going to see if she's come live with me this morning because I'm a little bit, I was like, I'm going to end this like 15 minutes ago. But I feel like I'm just like really into this right now because we feel like fraud so often. and. I was just saying, like, I don't care how much to dos, step by steps exactly how this is how you get here. I really believe we don't believe we're worthy of it. It's not going to happen in either way.
1: People can tell us all day long. We can take classes. We can invest in ourselves. But if we don't believe it in here and in here, none of that matters. That's going to keep us from putting those things into action. So yep. I love, I just popped on when you said about the sticky notes. And I, I think I told your group this, like, what sticky notes on your mirror? So you see them every day. And I thought it was weird. And you were like, no, we're sticky note people. Okay. It's what we see, what we hear, what we tell ourselves, that becomes our reality. And if we think we're a worthless piece of goblin trash. And we tell ourselves that, What what do you think? Our results are going to be, we're going to get what we put out. And yeah. so it comes, it's not a place of ego or being cocky. I believe in myself more than anybody, more than anything. And I don't mm-hmm. have to have all the answers. I don't have to have it all figured out, but I know that I can do hard things. I can do whatever I set my mind to. It might take me five years, 10 years. Who knows? But I can do it. And I believe in myself and I love myself. And when you change, that verbiage in your head, watch. Watch what happens. Watch all the good shit that starts to happen in your life. It's, it's an incredible transformation. But you gotta believe it. You gotta start somewhere.
0: Yes, I love it. And that's why I have stickers that say I'm a big deal and I can do hard things. Yes. Right. And I love it, because yeah, Surai came and spoke to my my community a couple of weeks ago. Last oh, week I can't remember. And she's like, get a sticky note. I was like, oh, oh, Sarai, we are sticky note people. We have a full on like module about sticky notes and putting them up. And actually I took mine down. I need to put mine back up. But I put my my action board, my vision board up near my front door because I was listening to a podcast. I think I shared with you about she's like, make your your, your, it's not a vision board. It's an action board. But also you need to make it visible for other people so that they see what you're moving towards. And so I want everyone who's in here with us right now, go ahead and put in the comments What's one thing that sounds is a little scary to admit that you want or you're, or your a goal that you're moving towards, and it sounds scary to say out loud because then it's going to hold you accountable. but what's something what's a goal that you are going to achieve, even though you don't know how you're going to achieve it yet? Put it in the comments because well, I, I just
1: posted mine.
0: did you I did. I love it. One million in twenty twenty three I love that yeah on my on my action board, I have a dollar bill that I put six zeros behind. Yes. And that's the thing is like, and then I try to also, because for me, it's like money is secondary. It's like, what do, what is my purpose? Because I don't want to, and I know a lot of the people that are here right now, it's like, they will sacrifice, they will take risk assessment of a situation and go, you know what? I won't, I won't even enforce my policy. I will try and get that money because I would rather avoid an unpredictable response from this person. I'd rather lose the money. And I know this is one way that people sabotage. But wow. just before you came live with me, I was asking people to put a one or a two. What would they rather in life to get the confidence, the courage and and the know how to handle those situations so that they can look back and go, OK, I'm glad I tried. Even if not everybody liked me, would you rather that one, the courage, the self-esteem or, and the confidence or two, would you rather just be liked and had smooth sailing your whole life. Which which one? Put one or two in the comments. Yeah, one, right? I'm and so neat. Yeah. And that's why I think Sarai and I connect so well is because we are like self development junkies. And we know how important it is. It's not something that you achieve and sustain. It's something that you maintain and need to work on. And there's ups and downs. Absolutely. And I'm getting really look at all the ones I was getting really vulnerable with everyone saying like that. I had imposter syndrome so much this year and sharing with people I don't want. There's a lot of talk about imposter syndrome not being real. And I disagree with that because these are our emotions and our emotions are real and valid. And I was asking, I was telling everybody, I want you to make friends with your imposter syndrome because it's showing up to protect you. It's showing up to try to protect you. And so you can say thank you. I see what you're doing and I appreciate it. However, I'm moving in a different direction. Absolutely. And what are your thoughts on, on imposter syndrome and being a fraud? When have you felt like a fraud?
1: I mean, I, I think it's real. I think I think a lot of humans struggle with it. And, you know, we, we've talked about this before, the, the mindfulness piece and just being present and real, like acknowledging it. I hmm. think there's something to say. You know, I'm not feeling good enough. I'm not feeling smart enough. I'm not feeling capable enough. But feeling, it's not that you aren't. You know, there's a big difference between I'm feeling stupid. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling less than Mm -hmm. than actually saying I'm no good. I'm terrible. I can't. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to acknowledge that because it takes away that power. And then yeah. you can say things like, you know, I'm moving forward or I might not have it figured out yet. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Things like that. It's reframing that. And yes. I, I think, you know, the the more you achieve in life too, I think the louder that imposter syndrome can get. And I, I want to acknowledge that it is real. It absolutely is real. And there are ways that we can work on reframing those thoughts so that. We're not on that wavelength. If I'm a piece of trash. I feel like I'm less than I feel, and I think acknowledging those things are really important. Yeah, acknowledging our emotions
0: are so important because when we don't, they they don't go away. They stay there. And I was saying how like when we feel like frauds, often we go, "I can't let anyone know. If anyone knew, if anyone had a clue, if anyone, I, I would not get the opportunities. I would not. My clients wouldn't come. Like if I can't admit to this to anyone, so I'm going to deal with this alone. But I'm going to push it down. And it just gets bigger, bigger, bigger. And I said, like, our imposter syndrome is kind of like befriending Oscar the Grouch. Hmm. And you got to like, be like, I don't like you, and you're kind of a sourpuss, but right. you get to be here, you get to exist, mm-hmm. but you don't get to make decisions. And yeah. what's her name? Gilbert, eat, pray, love, lady. Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, yeah. She wrote a book called Big Magic, and she talks about how we have to stop waiting for fear to go away, because fear will never it's go the, away. Yeah,
1: it doesn't go away. You no, know, and
0: so many people are like, like, well, when I'm not scared or when I have the money, and I mean, I'm never going to tell someone how to spend their money, but I i was just writing a post out this morning. I spent six, I put $6,000 on a credit card that had a limit, I think, of 10000 and I did not have $6,000 for a business investment that I was like, I don't know if this is even going to, this can't, this isn't even a guarantee. And I was scared shitless. i I was like, I might have to be paying off this $6,000 for a very long time, but I'm going to take a chance on myself. And although this can't guarantee results, I've seen it's gotten results for other people when they've done the work yep. and it's scared the shit out of me. But that feeling of, of if, if I would have waited to like, well, once I have $6,000 or once I, you know, if I had honestly, if I had the $6,000, I don't think I would have done the work. So I would have been like, well, I had it. It's gone. Yep. You know, that sucks. But if I didn't have a fine mask being like, I got to figure out a way to make this money back, then. I wouldn't have done it. And the reality is, is fear will never go away. And fear is good because it shows that we're interested in something. But Elizabeth Gilbert says, fear doesn't get to drive the car. It doesn't get the passenger seat, doesn't get to touch the radio. It doesn't get to read GPS. It sits in the back with duct tape over its mouth. It is present, but it does not get to make decisions. Yep. And so how do you deal with your fear when you're doing things?
1: Well, I think it's, I acknowledge it. You know, I'm, scared to take this leap. I'm scared to take this jump. Okay. We can be scared and we can do it anyway. And honestly, you're such a huge sounding board for me. Like, you know, I'll message you. I'm like, oh my God, Don, I'm freaking out about this. Or I feel insecure about this. And you always have a way of helping me see things differently. And, you know, you don't have that emotional attachment to my brain and my thoughts that I do. And So I think it is, I think there's a lot of power in talking to somebody about it whether it's a therapist or a friend or a mentor or a coach and just acknowledging like i'm scared shitless to level up you know, yeah stop pretending to like you're uber confident it's okay hey be scared be afraid but like you said that fear gets to sit back there and you know it needs to shut up and acknowledge that i'm afraid i'm afraid it's okay to be afraid. Afraid. It's okay to take big steps. It's okay to take little steps and still be afraid. And the more we do that, the more we lean into our intuition, the more we trust ourselves, the quieter that fear becomes. And then eventually that fear moves to the trunk. Yeah. And we don't even know it's there. Yeah. And then you do another thing in life. And guess what? That fear comes right back. at tries to send the passenger seat saying, No, 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 back seat, trunk. It becomes easier and easier the more we do it, the more chances we take, the more we lean into our intuition. We do things that scare us and we do them scared and we do them anyway. I love that because here's the thing is so many people are
0: like, well, I need to be confident. Therefore, I cannot be vulnerable. But confidence, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence. And confidence is a byproduct of being vulnerable and being courageous. yeah. And so being able to say, I don't know, or I'm scared, yeah. or I'm nervous. And I, when I learned to be that way with my clients, being like, I gotta be honest with you, I can't guarantee this results with your hair. I think that's gonna look kick-ass on you, but I'll be honest, I wanna, I'm i gonna show up with all my skill and talent, and I've got the education. I don't want you to doubt that. But the reality is, is I can't predict what your hair's gonna do, and you're a variable because your internal health, whatever's on your hair, is, is a variable every time you sit in my chair. And so I can't guarantee that. And that scares me because I don't want you to think that I don't know what I'm doing. The thing is, is that your hair's unpredictable. So I'm going to go for that goal and I'm going to hope for best case scenario, but I need you to be prepared that there is a possibility we might not get there today. When I learn to be vulnerable with my clients like that, instead of going, yeah, totally, let's do it. And then going to the back room and being like, oh my God, hair gods, make this happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah and then i put so much pressure on myself when i just like eased into the fact that i can only show up and do what i'm able to do and communicate to them openly and honestly and i remember even when i told a client once about the risks this is something i go through in my consultations and said hey the risks there's risks and and there's a possibility of heat reactions and this client had never been told these things before because i don't know why we're the only industry that puts chemicals on people's heads and skin and we don't have them sign waivers it's not legal which i'm that's why I have my whole program, rock your consultation. But she was like, "Should I go somewhere else that uses a different color line?" And I was like, "Oh no, these risks just everywhere." Yeah, period but, across the board. Yeah. Do you think it's because I'm curious your thoughts? Like the first ten years of my career, I was scared of telling people honestly because I feared they would see me as amateur. Yeah. And do. You- I think that's a bit of it. It's like, oh, I don't want them to make the assumption that I don't know what
1: Absolutely. And I, I think when we're in that sort of, I don't know, one to 10 year mark, you know, a lot of us haven't found our, we haven't had a lot of those click moments. We don't feel super 1000% bulletproof confident, you know, and I mean, I'm 20 years into the industry and I still don't feel bulletproof confidence. But I think that when we don't feel as confident in our skill level We're afraid to deliver those type of messages. Well, what if they think I'm a fraud? What if they think I'm a beginner? What if they think I'm a crappy hairstylist or a crappy person? And so we don't communicate and then problems happen. So again, I think we need to say, okay, this person, worst case scenario, this person thinks I'm an amateur. Okay. Guess what? If they don't want to sign that waiver, then. I'm not going to be responsible for it. And I have to believe in myself enough to take that risk and to say, you know what? I'm just not comfortable doing this service if you don't want to sign this waiver. Let them go somewhere else. And if that means missing a client, we have to learn to tune in and to trust our guts. But again, I think a lot of it does come from a place of insecurity. And again, we take that fear, we put it in the back seat, we put it in the trunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learning how to
0: communicate well. And I think that's a big struggle. And like, I love that Cheyenne says here, oh, it's cutting it off. It's, it's like, if we are honest with them and tell them what could happen, it's because we don't don't know what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we fear. And then instead of learning, how can I communicate this in a way that shows them that I care so much about them? And I, I, that's why like the one phrase I want you guys to memorize is I want you to say to your clients, I want you to know that I'm showing up with all my skill and talent and knowledge and education. But the reality is, is that there is variables that I cannot control every time you sit in my chair, like your internal health, any medications, any supplements, anything that comes out on your hair, skin and nails. And so know that I'm showing up with my best always and I'm I'm going to troubleshoot if anything is to arise, but I need you to understand this. And having that is huge. Being able to communicate that is huge. And so before, cause I'm, I have already been going live for an hour now, which I was going to end it a half an hour ago, but I love this. What uh, I'm curious, sir, I like, I know you've got your community and people can join for $7. It's ridiculous for two weeks or a week, week, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. For, for seven, seven some, bucks. I'm trying yeah. out. I'm
1: not going to want to leave, but
0: yeah. And then, and then $25 if they want to stay, right? Yeah. yeah. So ridiculous and, and valuable. And I love that you're doing that. I'm curious what. What's one thing you want to leave with people if they have ever if they're feeling like a fraud right now, if they're feeling that imposter syndrome, what do you want to say to them?
1: I wanna say it's okay. There are so many of us who feel that way. Myself included. I know Dawn included. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It doesn't, you know, if you achieve these goals, it it gives you that confidence. Every time you say, I'm scared and I'm gonna do this anyway. Gives you a little bit more confidence when you go into that next situation. There's never a point in life where it goes away, where you look at challenges and you're like, I got this. Like, so, so confident. Everything I do, I have zero fear. No, it doesn't happen. We just learn that we can trust ourselves and that it's going to be okay. And we might not have the answers, but we're going to figure them out. So I want to challenge you. If you feel like an imposter, if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, acknowledge that. Acknowledge it and do it anyway. Lean into it. Be afraid, but do it anyway.
0: Yes. And and ask yourself, why are you and I'm just gonna piggyback, not saying I'm not um know that I feel like that was sounding like I'm like, and then so I always what I do and like even this morning I like didn't want to go live because I was feeling tired and I'm like, why do I go live? I go live to help other people. And then I'm like, fuck me, if I don't go live, what if someone misses out on hearing something that could help them change their life? And I'm like, it's not about me. Get out of your own way. Stop thinking it's all about you, Don. Stop thinking anyone's even thinking about you. Do it for who cares if you make an ass out of yourself? Who cares if someone doesn't like you? If one person hears something from me today, or you know, maybe it's like you don't want to go into work. What if that one client just needed you? And I'm not saying because we're a lot of us are people pleasers and we need to start putting ourselves first. But I really want you to think about the situation and go, if I could change someone's life today with one haircut, one color. Does that change how I view this right now? And maybe you'll be like, no, I need I need the day and I can't go into work. Or maybe you'll be like, you know what? It's worth going in.
1: You know, i I've heard somebody and I I don't remember who said it, but they said your gift and your talent, it's not meant for you. It's meant for you to share with other people. Mm-hmm. And when I get into a space where I'm feeling insecure, I don't have enough information to give to people like people have already heard me say this or. I'm not a good enough teacher. You know what, Sarai? This is your gift. This is your purpose. It is to help people. And when I hold in, I'm being selfish. And I don't want to be selfish. And it doesn't have to be perfectly delivered. It can be messy. You take that messy step, the one foot in front of the other, filter free here this morning. So our gifts and our talents are for us. Mm-hmm. And I keep that in the back of my mind. That really helps me go, okay, put yourself out there, friend do yes. this it's not go,
0: so. yeah what's your anxiety telling you like my anxiety used to be like don you need to have your hair done and full makeup done before you go live that's stupid for me like i was like i just need to show up honest yeah. and raw okay where do people click the link in your bio if
1: they want to yeah, click the link in my bio it's seven dollars to trade it out for two weeks i'm actually in work right now working on a mannequin because i'm filming a new tutorial so yeah, it's $7 for two weeks. And then after that, it's 25 bucks a month. And I guarantee it'll be the best damn $25 you've ever spent. I promise you. I mean, yeah. You know, there, it's... You've been in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so amazing. Well, thank you for coming for this impromptu live. I yeah, love it. Thanks
1: them. for having me, right? And, and those of you guys who don't
0: follow Sarai, the Platinum Giraffe on Instagram, she this She's got so much stuff up her sleeve this year. You definitely do not want to miss it. And if you guys want, I have a new podcast that came out just yesterday. How to organize your finances if you're not a numbers person. Go check it out. It's like 10 minutes. Super simple. And I have a Master Your Money class coming up January 8th. Signups will be happening next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for coming live, Sarai. Ah, Thanks for having me, friend. Everybody have a super awesome day. And kick fear right in the face. Broke friendship. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much for
0: listening to the podcast and Business Breakfast and Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on Instagram every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And get your questions answered directly from me. It's so fun and it's super cash and I'm always in my bedhead, usually in my PJs, and we have the best time. And if you enjoyed this episode, Let's spread the love and share it with a friend, a coworker or a family member. Make sure to like and subscribe to get this out to more people. And if you didn't know, I have monthly contests and all you got to do to win some awesome prizes and merch. And who knows? I think the the prizes are going to get better as we go. Just leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That's a huge help for me. And I want to be able to honor you and reward you by putting your name into the contest. The winner is announced the first Monday of every month. And I'm so excited because I hope you win next. So go leave
1: a review wherever you're listening to this. And until the next episode, stay weird, friend.